Good morning, Westridge. Good to see you today. I am very grateful to be here because we continue our According to Jim series, Lessons Learned from the New Testament Book of James. Uh, Daniel did a marvelous job last week uh, leading us to learn more about wisdom and to lean into wisdom and the difference good choices makes. And today we're going to be looking, looking at something that I believe we all have encountered a time or two in our lives. To begin with, though, I want you to look at a, a short video I took of, a, of one of our trees in our backyard at home. So this is on a windy day. That's just so restful, isn't it? Okay. Now, I have another picture from our backyard that I took uh, a couple of weeks later. Look, have any idea what that is? Uh, that's my upside-down pergola following a windstorm a few Sundays ago. I was eating lunch down in our basement after speaking here, and I heard Darley yell, Lance, can you come help me? As I came, out, I came up, and she said, there's, there's, a, there's a front coming through, and high winds are talking about. So I went outside, rolled up the side of the pergola, took the umbrella out of our, uh, our table, a couple other things before running back inside to get out of the wind. We closed the door just in time to see a gust of wind come through and lift it up. And I said, there she goes. And sure enough, up it went and down over onto its top. It's not supposed to look that way, right? Okay, now two different things I see here, guys. One, I see a tree that, that bends and blows in the wind but does not get uprooted. And then I see a pergola which did not have a foundation to stand up against the wind coming against it. Now here's the verse I want to talk about for our, uh, for our thought of the day. Found in James 1.12. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Because when he has stood the test... He will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And here's something I recognize. Challenging circumstances are something that we are all, all are going to face at some point or another. But perseverance is a choice. So what do we need to put into place in our lives so we can stand up under challenging times and not be blown away or blown over? The title of the message today is Building Character. According to Jim, we're going to see from James what it takes to stand up under the test that we will all encounter in life. Hey, we've all had things that come into our lives a time or two, haven't we, that leave a certain uh, residual heaviness, right? And whether we refer to them as trials or troubles or challenges, they all have the ability to test our foundation. There were a couple of observations I had as I, as I watched my tree blowing in the, in the wind and bending in the wind. First of all, roots make a big difference. My pergola had no weight in the legs, a situation I'm trying to rectify, but the root system of the tree, it kept it anchored. Flexibility, it allows for movement to take place. Hey, the storm that blew over the, the pergola took down a lot of trees in our area. Branches were snapped, limbs were broken, entire trees were snapped in half. The tree, though, our tree was able to weather the storm because it was flexible. Uh, it's important to keep the fluid flowing. This is another reason for the tree's flexibility. Uh, there's plenty of life in the trunks and branches of that little tree in my backyard. It's only about three years old. No disease, no rot had taken place to make the tree weak in certain places. So it could blow and bend. And last but not least, a lesson I've learned that I've also learned myself is that during a trial time, a, tr a storm coming, you don't tense up. 
Now, I know trees don't have feelings, but with these other factors in mind, flexibility and, and fluid and so forth, the tree was not rigid, so it could survive the storm when others didn't. So what does this have to do with persevering through challenging times and the character that comes from getting through the storms? Well, here's what I believe. What we want is for our lives is what's on the left there and not what's on the right, right? But let's go back to the verse of today. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Now, I find this same pattern that's in this verse in two other passages in the book of James that deal with this idea of challenging times. And that's what I want to spend the rest of our time on today is looking at this pattern because we're all going to encounter troubles in life, challenging times. The wind's going to blow. I want you to listen to what Jesus said right before he was crucified. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, just because a person chooses to follow Jesus doesn't mean that everything's going to be rosy. It doesn't mean they'll, they'll, that all, everything that is challenged just magically goes away and everything goes right all the time. We will encounter trouble in challenging times. But once we recognize and embrace this pattern we're going to look at in James, I think we put ourselves in a place where, yes, character can be developed, but more importantly, we'll receive the blessings of God. And I don't know about you, well, I do. We want to be blessed by God, right? We want him to smile on us. So what's, what's the pattern that James shows us? Well, the first part of this pattern is the idea of testing, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test. Now, for the follower of Jesus, the reality of, of trials and the idea of testing, they, they both go together. When we encounter trials, they do test our faith. No doubt about it. So in the past month, I've walked with several people whose faith is being tested by trial. One of my best friends started cancer treatment two weeks ago. And when he first heard the news, it shook him and his family as the prognosis was very, very challenging. One of our church planners, Algonquin, three weeks ago had his house burned down. He and his wife escaped the flames, but they got out with the clothes on their back. And that's all they had. That's it. My mom and dad, they're both in their 80s, had the house they've been living in for 15 years in Southern California, sold out from underneath them. They had four weeks to find a place. I met with a pastor who'd been fired from the church he had, he had pastored for five years for no other apparent reason than, the pers- than it was personality conflict. And then I went with my daughter-in-law when they had their family dog put down. Now, all this happened within a span of about four weeks. You feel me? Now, here's what I know. There are some out here who have a list that's twice that long. And there's some who have been going through things for a much longer period of time. Even challenges have gone for years. And, but whether it be a long-time challenge or a challenge right now, we're all going to have them. And whether it be things we encounter at work, relational upheavals, health issues, money, money problems, well, you know what they are. Their trials are real. We all have them. That's why the first thing to getting through a trial is recognizing that it's a test. A man who has stood the test, James says, we have to recognize it's, it's a time of testing. I had a professor in college who liked to refer to tests as opportunities. 
He was rather twisted. Okay? But his thought was that the test he was giving gave us opportunity to show what we had learned and share that on paper, right? Man, he was, he was right. Trials test what we're made of. So, as Josh mentioned earlier today, I bought, I brought my mini blowtorch with me today. Now, check this out. See it? Every man needs one of these. $4.99 at Menards, and you get one, and buy one, you get one free. That's my advertisement for today. How about that? So, so we're going to test a couple things here, and uh, I want to make sure I've got everything with me. Yes, I do. So let's test, let's test this for the, this, okay, both these things look a lot alike. They're both silver, pieces of silver-ish items, okay? This is solder, this is steel. So let's test the, sto- the solder first of all, okay? So let's apply a little heat to this. Because, see, trials like heat, the trials are like heat, they, they test what we're made of. So let's see what happens. Did you see that? Evidently, that's not made of something they could withstand eat. Let's see this one here. I'm beginning to feel some heat transfer in my hand. (laughs) And I'm not seeing much bendage in the steel item here. Okay, we'll stop there before I burn. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. This can stand heat. This cannot. Trials test what we're made of. Now, I did a little research in what it takes to make a katana sword, a Japanese samurai sword. And here's what they do. They they heat that, that samurai sword up in a forge... They heat the steel up, they fold it over, and then they hammer on it like crazy. And they do that from 8 to 16 times to, to, beat the, to beat the steel, to remove the flaws, and to make sure that everything's pounded out of it that needs to get out so it can be usable. I was talking to my buddy who's going through cancer about this, and he said... And in the katana process, every flaw gets smaller and smaller with the heating and the pounding. See, testing removes the flaws and and forces us to look for help. To help from the Father. The reason I like the idea of testing is that the idea, whenever it talks about us being tested, we're tested with, with a test we have the answers for already. We can carry the sheet into the classroom with us because we have the answers and God gives us the answers. Now, even when when trials come upon us by surprise, we can stand strong knowing, okay, even though I don't get this, I, I still get an answer. I got the answer somewhere. I can look up. I can look around. I can get help from those I love and cherish. But I know I can survive because this test is not meant for me to fail but to pass. There's the promise. We follow Jesus. Yeah, we're tested. We're pounded. But we're not supposed to fail because we have the answers in hand. God's given us what we need. Because look what it says right in that passage. When 
he has stood the test. See, it's assuming we're going to stand it, right? That's what that means. When he has stood the test, he will receive, okay? So that's the first part. We are going to be tested. Now, the second thing I recognize is that in the midst of testing, we're going to be tempted too. And we're going to be tempted to give up. (laughs) I remember a time my dad invited me to run a 5K race with him. I was 26. He was 50. And the college where he was a professor was doing a race for freshman orientation. I was in town. He said, son, why don't you ride, run with me? And my thought was, how hard can it be? <laughs> no, I wasn't training for it. I don't like, really like to run except to run back then to went running around the base and playing softball. I thought, yeah, sure, I'll do it, dad. Now, I started well. And then I came to the first hill. And man, I huffed and puffed up that first hill. And I really couldn't catch my breath. And there was a problem. The problem was, there was a second hill. I got to the base of that second hill. I'm jogging alongside my dad, breathing real heavy. And I said, well, Dad, yeah? Guess you're going to run the rest of this race by yourself. He said, you're going you're gonna to stop? I said, yes, I am. I'm done. I'm done. Now, not my proudest moment. But I watched him as he pumped his arms and legs like a machine and finished first in his age class for that, for that race. But that was beyond me. Now, what I recognize from that is that the conclusion is you've got to train for trials ahead of time, okay? Because if you train, you'll be ready. We're all going to face tests. Remember, though, the tests are not stronger than we are. That's the promise. We can survive them. We have the answers in hand. Now, they're going to come a point, though, in every trial where we're tempted to tap out. Say, no, this is enough. I'm done. I'm done. But this is where perseverance makes a difference. Remember now what we started with. Challenges come to us all, but perseverance is a choice. We choose whether or not we're going to dig our heels in and say, yeah, no, I'm going to get through this. It's a mindset. It's an outlook. It's an attitude. It's a choice we make to keep going no matter what. Ross Perot said, most people give up just when they're about to achieve success. They quit on the one-yard line. They give up the last minute of the game three feet from the winning touchdown. You see, people with perseverance are able to push through challenging times. And this is something we can all have, no matter who we are. We can all have that mindset that says, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. Thomas Edison he did, not, he did not invent this thing, but he did invent, he did figure out the filament that allows the light bulb to light for more than three or four minutes. But in his, in his quest to find the proper filament, he went through 6,000 different things. <laughs> Isn't that a real technical term? 6,000 different things to try to get the right filament. And, and I love this guy's attitude. Because when one of the filaments he was testing didn't work, he said, well, now we know one more thing that doesn't work. That's the attitude that kept him going until he found the filament that worked. See, when when I heard the cancer diagnosis for my buddy, I asked him where he was. And he responded, I'm home. And I said, I'll be there in half an hour. So we, we talked, we prayed, we cried a little bit. Even did some laughing together, because we do a lot of laughing. And I remind them, he's a fighter, and he is. 
His statement to me, I'm going to fight this cancer with everything I've got. And I told him, I'll be right there beside you, bud, to hold your arms up when you feel like you need help. He's very early in the process. I know there's going to be a lot of challenges coming, but that's the mindset. I'm going to fight. We're going to get through this. See, the temptation to tap out is very real during challenging times. I know that. I know that. But we don't need to give in to it. See, we need to incorporate that mindset that says, yes, I know I'm being hammered. I'm being heated. But it's making me stronger. And God's got it. And I can trust the Father. I read this quote somewhere when I was putting this together. It takes an ungodly amount of heat to turn iron into steel. But we are designed to be steel, not solder that melts in heat. Key reality, I think we need to have people around us and keep people around us who will help our sight when it starts to slip, and it will. People will remind us to look up. People will help us, help us to hold on. Don't tap out. Don't tap out. You've got this, and we've got this. And you can find that here. I mean, that's what the church family's about. Uh, even better, you can find it in a small group. My buddy and I have been a part of a small group for six years now. We don't have to face trials alone. But remember, we have the answer sheet. And that leads to the third thing I recognize. Is that not only do we, do we face the trials and the temptation to give up, but there is a time of triumph coming. I was watching the Women's World Cup with my wife when I noticed something. Winning looks a whole lot different than losing does. You know that? So I got a couple of pictures here uh, as our team after they celebrated the victory against the Netherlands. Okay? Don't they look happy? So I also pictured teams, uh, I also Googled uh, pictures of losing teams too. I wanted to show the difference. You know what you can't find pictures of? Losing teams. No one wants a picture of a losing team, Right? Right? So here's the reality. A losing team, the heads are down, the arms are down, many times they're laying on the ground, tears are flowing, and there's even looks of envy being pitched toward the winning team because the losing team wishes, man, if we only had done a few more things, right? So here's the deal. I love the promises that James reveals in this, in this pattern of perseverance. When we persevere, there are, prom- there are three things that, that we see through the book in each of these passages on trials that we're rewarded with. The first thing we see in this passage, we get the crown of life. It's something that they presented in Bible times to the winners of races. They put the crown on their, on their head, and the winner would wear that around. People knew this person won. Then we get completeness. Okay, That's, a, that's the second thing we're promised. Now, this, when I get this idea, I get a, the idea of a puzzle with all the pieces in place. My grandson was over a couple weeks ago, and I found this under the table. After, uh, after they left, uh, after he left. And it's one piece out of 20 for me. How important can one piece be, right? Nobody likes an incomplete puzzle. Nobody does. So I put this back in the box. I'll put it back in when I go home today, right? Here's what we're told. When we persevere through, we get another piece put in place. Another piece that shows the depth and the growth that we're having, the strength we're, we're gaining. Perseverance helps us mature. And the last thing we're promised, we get to experience God. In chapter 5 of James, he details the perseverance that Job utilized as his life was tested, turned upside down by the challenges he faced. 
He lost almost everything he had during the time of testing, but God was faithful and gave him back twice what he lost. And I love the final descriptor of the Father when it talks about helping us get through and persevere through. The Lord is full of mercy and compassion. He loves us because we are his children. And I'll tell you, I like winning. I'm a firstborn. Yeah, I love winning. Except when my grandson plays, I let him win. He's a firstborn too, okay? Now what I see from this book here, and for so many Bible passages that tell the same story, is that when we choose to follow Jesus, we immediately move on to the winning team. Now there's nothing we do to bring the victory, okay? We don't don't have a thing to do with it. Jesus won already. But I love being on the winning team. And our job as a part of the team is to hang on, to persevere. And, and anytime we face that challenge, circumstance, we just grit our teeth, we hold on, and we lean into him for the strength he gives. Next week, we're going to talk about what it takes to lean in, okay? When it comes to holding on, I like the lyrics of the, of the Little River Band song. Here's what it says. Hang on, help is on its way. I'll be there as fast as I can. Remember that one? Okay, yeah. You can play that for yourself later on today, okay? I I used this passage a couple weeks ago. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Key word in that verse, through, through. Valleys are something we all experience in life, but valleys, for the follower of Jesus, valleys are not our destination, Valleys are simply a time of life we have to get through. And we get through by holding on to the hand of the shepherd, refusing to let go and persevering. See, that's why I say this pattern really does work. Recognize the testing. We're all tested. Recognize the temptation that's going to come because it will to tap out and refuse to let go and refuse to give up and hold on to the finish line because it's coming. Here's a couple ideas I want to give you for implementation this week. First of all, stay close to the Father. When we face these times, it's real easy to think that God doesn't care or that somehow he dropped the ball on us. God always knows what's going on, and we can trust the Father. See, that's why when we face these times, instead of not stopping doing the things that keep you close, we need to keep doing the things that keep us close. I, I keep reading my Bible. If you're, if you're reading through with me through Proverbs, hey, I read, I've read chapter 28 this morning before I came. Okay, so uh, three more days. Do the things that may keep you close. If you don't like to read, listen to the Bible. It's important to get God's voice into us. I like to talk to God about what I'm going through. He knows, but I like to tell him. I like to tell him what I'm feeling. I even like to write it down. I, I do journaling, when I, especially during challenging times. I like to journal. Um, it just helps me write things out. And maybe that'll help you process. Maybe it'll help you. Uh, secondly, if you're in the midst of a challenging time, if you're not in the midst of a challenging time, you've either come through something or you're going to be approaching a challenging time. It's not pessimistic thinking. This is realistic thinking. Times of testing make us stronger. It forces us to lean into the Father. So the next test, test that comes up, remember, you've got the answer already. You do have the answer. Ask God 
What, what am I supposed to learn from this? Because he'll help you. Sometimes the answer will be very clear. Other times it's kind of muddy, but that's okay. Just keep leaning and trusting the Father. Because he's got you. And I can speak from personal experience. He's got you. And if you're going through trials, just remember, you don't have to go through it alone. My, my first direction when I encounter difficulties is to go vertical. I mean, I, I talk to the Father. I really do. Uh, but the next thing I do is I talk to people I trust, people who have my best interest in mind, people who help me. Sometimes people who kick me in the tail and say, hey, get up. Come on. Come on. You're better than this. We don't need to go through difficulty alone, guys. Don't reach out. Don't, don't hold back. Don't hold on to stuff you're not supposed to hold on by yourself. Uh, it, find it here. Find it in a, in a small group. This is why we have the community called the church. It's a family to help. And, and by the way, if you know somebody who's struggling, please reach out to them. They, they need you. It feels good to, to be a source of encouragement and hope for others. And who knows, you may be the one who helps them hold on and get to the finish line. The perseverance, it's, it's the ability to hold on, to, to keep moving, no matter what. It's a choice to not give up. To hold on. Brighter days are coming. I believe that as a follower of Jesus. Let me pray for us. Father, I thank you for who you are, and I'm thankful for the, the reality of your word. We, we love you. I mean, we're here today. Some of us are seeking answers. Some of us just rejoicing in life. Some of us just, uh, just need help. Father, thank you that you are always here to provide us with exactly what we need. Thank you for being our Father and allowing us to be your children. In Jesus' name, amen.